Have you had uh, a Zoom disaster? 651-641-1071. Okay, it doesn't have to be Zoom. Whatever meeting platform your business Google Hangout. Yep, chooses, you know, whatever the Microsoft meets or whatever they do or whatever, you know, go to meeting 651-641-1071. Have you had a disaster in a meeting like that? This is the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one streaming live at my talk. One everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. So I swear to you, about six months ago, the majority of the world had never heard the word Zoom. Oh, for sure. I and had no clue. Now it's the only, well, one of the many ways that people are getting together, whether it's to conduct business, have happy hours, do trivia, who knows. But we've kind of been inundated with these hilarious stories of disasters that strike during these meetings, whether it's somebody going to the bathroom and not muting their phone or their device yep or straight up bringing the device with them and capturing mm. them going to the potty or there was one of a guy who got up and walked away and he was wearing underwear um 651-641-1071 if you had any zoom disasters so one of the like big pieces of zoom oh, or like have you been porn bombed while you were trying to have a happy like a team cobra, team happy cobra hour. coffee clutch a nazi bombed we were nazi Ugh. bombed we were porn bombed i mean granny granny porn. granny porn i mean it was bad um no but i was in a zoom class this morning and one of the pieces of zoom etiquette is at least you know i'm sure it's this way everywhere but but you know when you're entering into a classroom on zoom that you enter muted and then you keep yourself muted unless you're going to talk mm-hmm. because you've been called on or whatever well, the instructor or the administrator can mute everybody. Yeah. And so we had an instructor who was muting people, but there was one person in the class who consistently would unmute themselves and respond, like, not even verbally, just with noise, like huh? that. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. What? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the administrator would mute them again. And I'm sure that person was like, why am I muted? There's like 90 people in the class. And then you'd hear all over again. Mm-hmm. I, can I just say? It was I've, hilarious. My only Zoom experience is um, gym. Well, I've had a couple of friend chats and things, but like mostly it's, and that's a free for all, but like the gym experience. And like, it amazes me the people who think they need to unmute themselves. I'm like, you guys. Unless you have a question, stay mute. I don't need to hear your, like... It's the weirdest thing, right, though? Like, there must be, for some people, a feeling of, like, if you can't hear me, it's like I'm not here. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it. 651-641-1071. Do you have any mute or mute? (laughs) Zoom disasters to share. We've got Melissa on the line. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Hey, so uh, just to piggyback on with Bradley, I the only experience I have with Zoom is the gym experience. Well, I've discovered that my dog doesn't like it when I work out. I oh. will bring my tablet with me. I'll be mm-hmm. doing the workout video, and he tries to mount me. Yeah. And- oh, fun! <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> yeah. So everybody gets a good laugh, and uh, <laughs> I have more resistance in my workouts. There you go. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, have a good day. I love also that's just a great excuse though to not work out. I can't do that burpee. My 
dog is humping me. Yeah, right. That's why I uh, will frequently um, go outside and leave the dog inside because the minute you start working out, your dog wants to just be a part of the fun. It's like, Things okay, are what are we doing? Right. And you're like, this is not your moment. Just sit on the couch and enjoy. I will say, I mean, not a dog, but my kids, lo- when I'm on a video conference, mm-hmm. like I try to leave them alone because they are doing a lot of video conferencing too yeah. for school. I leave them alone. Sometimes I'll walk by and I'll give a little wave to the teacher like, good job. Keep up the good work. My kids, when I'm in a class on Zoom or something, they want to be a part of it. And they're old enough to know better. Yeah. But there's something about the delight of seeing yourself on camera at a, you know, when you're a young age. Oh, sure. That like they come behind me and they do like the bunny ears. I'm like, you guys. What do we need to do to get this out of your system? Yeah. Let's go to Aubrey. Hello, Aubrey. Aubrey, share your Zoom uh, disaster. Hi, Aubrey. Hi, how's it going? Good. What's Good. What's your Zoom disaster? So we're in the middle of the meeting, and the host has an Apple computer. So her phone's connected to it. And when she... And she got a call from her grandma... <laughs> And it, like, she called, like, two or three times, and somehow it messed up the audio. So we had to terminate the entire meeting. Oh, Have a combo. Oh, I thought you were, thank you for your call, Aubrey. I thought she was going to say that, like, the the administrator took the call on the Zoom. I mean, I don't know how that's, I will say, there are, when you are an Apple person, and you have all of your junk synced, it's well, it's weird, right? Because like if somebody Zoom calls you or Google hang or not Zoom calls, go, like our Google Hangouts, mm-hmm. when you call or um, when somebody calls, it goes to all your Apple devices that right. are connected. So like I'm like, I don't know where to go. Which right. one do I answer? It's all ringing. I know. Uh, which, yes, we use Google Hangouts, the three of us do. Which I can I just say the thing I love about Google Hangouts, I don't know. I don't know the difference between Google Hangouts and Google Meet meeting. Yeah, I don't know either. It's I don't get confusing. it. It's very confusing. But what I do love is like I can just go into our Hangout and just be waiting there until you guys show up. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. And then bing, there you are. And I'm like, oh, I'm not alone anymore. <laughs> so nice. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I don't even know how to tease this next story because I don't know the story at all. Bradley is going to tell me a story. Oh, you guys. About some doctors falling out of windows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, seriously, this is, it's it's kind of just a fascinating pandemic related story and like you can go deep on your own but like there are some highlights that are just going to make you go, what? Okay, well we'll all go, what? After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107.1. Okay, so all I know is that this story contains some doctors, some windows, and Russia. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, you are the keeper of the story. Do share. So I saw this story and I thought, oh, my God, you guys, this is one of those stories that I'm just going to go down the rabbit hole. And I imagine we've seen several of these throughout the weird times we find ourselves. And some of them are actually 
um, connected to coronavirus. Well, this one is. And the, the story on Vox, the headline is basically this. Why are Russian coronavirus doctors mysteriously falling out of windows? Uh, yeah, I think I would like to know the answer to that. Right, because you... But also, what? Exactly. So there are three Russian doctors who've been working to treat coronavirus patients. And these aren't just no doctors. These are three very specific doctors um, who have mysteriously, in the last few weeks, fallen out of windows. That seems like maybe it can't be a coincidence, Mm -mm. correct? I mean, if you knew one person that had fallen out of a window, that would be of note. (laughs) Three... Three scenes. Feels like a pattern. And especially mm. when you're dealing with Russia. Okay, by the way, to death? Like they fell and all the way died? Let they didn't tell make you. it? Okay, Let sorry. Let me tell you yeah, the three this. stories. Okay. And because I saw this and I thought, well, okay, this is one of those things that are going to take me on a wild goose chase and it's going to be like, well, actually. Because I'm like, what does COVID-19 and falling out of a window have in common? Like, is that one of the symptoms I need to worry about? I've read, oh, like, trust me, I've read the symptoms. Like, Nothing I got gas, about falling I got out COVID-19. The, the other day I had a bloody nose, I got COVID-19. I mean, you, you have a symptom. Right. Which, by the way, symptoms are just life. You think you got COVID. Well, here's the thing. So on April 24th, let's back up all the way to April 24th. And I want to tell you about Natalia Lebedeva. Now, she uh, is the chief of was the chief of emergency medical services at a training base for Russian astronauts. Now, she fell out of a window at the hospital where she was being treated for COVID-19 and died. Okay, so that was on April 24th. Okay. Then on May 1st, Yelena Nepmovnyamnyam, I can't do Russian names. Uh-huh. The top now she was the top doctor was the top doctor <gasps> at a hospital in Siberia. She fell out of a window during a conference call at her hospital and died on May 1st after a week in intensive care. So this was a week before that anyway. The next day, Alexander Shulipov, an ambulance doctor, fell from a second floor window um, at a hospital where he was working and had been receiving treatment for COVID-19. Now, he is in serious condition still with a fractured skull. Okay, so that seems really suspicious. Like, all of these people are connected to COVID-19, right? Um, So... The, the apparently Russian authorities are investigating. So it's, you know, like you'd think, I don't know. Okay. They're investigating. But for example, um, Nepo, this person that was on the conference call. Yeah. She was literally on a conference call with a Russian health official about a top, a leading official. So this would be like somebody talking to Dr. Anthony Fauci about plans for turning one of the buildings at her medical facility into a coronavirus treatment ward. She was not, like, she did not want to do this. This was not an idea she wanted to indulge. Okay, can we pause for a second? Yeah. Remind me, was she being treated for COVID-19 at the time? Um, she Or was, is she just talking about this? She was a doctor. Yeah, it doesn't say that okay. she had it. It said okay. um, that she was just connected insofar as she was working with it. Got it. Um, so, for example, again, back to this conference call. She's on this conference call. And talking it, they're like, yeah, we're going to use this hospital as a treatment ward. And she's like, mm, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. 
And while she's saying that, she ah! falls out of a window. What? To her death. Do you, do, does that just happen, do you think? I mean, I, I no, I don't now, think that just happens. Now, the last one who died the day after she died had, along with a colleague, posted a video online, which was the day after he was admitted for coronavirus um, like treatment, complained that he'd been forced to work despite contracting the disease. Five days later, he retracted his comments, saying he'd spoken in an emotional state... And then a less than a week after that, he's dead after he falls out or he, excuse me, didn't die. He's now in intensive care. He fell out of a window a week after less than a week after he posts a critical video. So like all the circumstances around all three of these are incredibly disturbing and oddly connected to coronavirus. But why? Exactly. That is the case. We don't know because there's no answer to why these people have been pushed out of windows. That is People so don't just fall out. You don't fall out of things. No, especially windows. Like, were they like, People don't open? accidentally fall out of windows. No, even if they're open. But, if they, but I, I have so many questions about the nature of the windows. Like, were they glass windows? Yeah. Because that's important to know right Mm -hmm. because you'd have to enter through with some force yeah was it an act of defenestration wow what What does that mean it means being thrown through a window whoa did you know that how did you know that because in a comic book that i used to like there was a superhero named the defenestrator and that was a superpower throwing people through windows interesting Mm -hmm. Uh, have you gotten tabs on him lately is he in russia we don't know we don't know now you can go into this vox i'll tweet this vox story out because it's got theories and you can go deep into the theories um hey it's mike and i'm so excited to tell you about factors delicious ready to eat meals we're all busy and with factor eating fresh never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are you'll have over 35 different options to choose from including calorie smart protein plus and keto get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them very well. I mean, you can go deeper is they what exist, I'm saying. They exist, is so, all you're saying. But to me, it's just like, this is, these are one of the distractions that are 
I don't want to say it's a delightful distraction because these three people, two of them are dead and one of them is like fighting for his life right, right. now. And clearly it adds to this whole notion that um, Russia, I don't know that we can really trust a lot that's going on in Russia right now, at least in terms of people out of windows. They're, I don't think so. If they're throwing people out of windows, I don't know that this is a time to really be that critical of what governments are doing about coronavirus because I kind of feel like there are some stronger powers mm-hmm. at play. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is so fascinating. Yeah, right. It's not something you see every day. And oddly, this is probably something you would have thought about. I mean, I'll just say it because there have been a lot of conspiracy theories about China. You wouldn't expect conspiracy theories in uh, terms of Russia at this moment. Okay, I'm going to need to spend some time with this story later. Also, I would like to put this out there to any and all um, movie makers, filmmakers. Right? Doesn't this seem like an episode of a Netflix series? Yes, and I'm here for like, it. And the opening scene is like one by one. Thump. But you don't see them. You just see the end result. Yeah. And then you have to do the backstory to figure out what happened. Yeah. Ooh. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay. Who's your D-bag? Um, it's page six again mm. for this dumb article that they made me read with my eyeballs. I had to waste my eyeballs again. And it's all about Kesha and her butt. I What's mean, inside your <laughs> I am generally here for any stories about Kesha, but what's going on with Kesha's butt? Um, I think, you know, like I'm here for this story insofar as I'm like WT to the F mm. and also mostly the way page six wrote about this. Okay, so here is the story. Kesha is stuck at home, right? Yes. And I'm L- like, well, like all of us. I mean, kind of right. But so she's been keeping herself sane, allegedly and fighting off. Okay, this is... I'm confused. Okay. She's keeping herself sane and fighting off anxiety and depression while quarantined with boyfriend Brad Ashenfelter, including, uh, among other things, using body butt sheet masks. What? Did you know that they were antidepressants? Body butt sheet masks. Body butt sheet masks. Careful with that. (laughs) Well, it's the word. (laughs) I know. I just want us to be very careful. And if you ask me what a body butt sheet mask is, I would tell you, holy... No. Stop. Um, there are things called bite it, squeeze it, slap it. The butt sheet mask. What? Okay, I don't understand. What does... What's it what's You can it hydrate your butt. You can brighten your butt. You can retexturize and detoxify your butt. And you can firm and illuminate your butt. Ooh. Like, is that legal? Anyway, there are things called butt masks. You know how they have face masks? I love those things. They got face masks for your butt. I mean, okay, here's what I will give her. Them. People who are butt masking right now. I, You know, listen, I don't know what you get up to in your house, but there might be a stronger possibility that your butt's out. I'm just saying, than in normal time but also what the ever loving bleep are you talking about um she says it helps 
having someone to put it on your butt. So that's another perk of being quarantined. I'm normally too exhausted after my day to do a full skincare routine, but now a bubble bath and a butt and mask. a butt butt mask. She also does all these other things, which you know, if you know, we're all doing things right now because we got a lot of time on our hands. Mm, yeah, but I'm like, this is very goopy. You're so, for example, <laughs> this is so. Please look at the photos okay. of people applying these to their behinds. Apparently, also J Lo is a big fan of these. Well. She does have a very valuable butt, though. Yeah, but, like, it's not doing anything to your butt, right? So, for example, the brightening and rejuvenating butt mask. It's rejuvenating and brightening your booty. Uh, you can't brighten your booty. Okay. So, that's not an actual Where thing. do I find these pictures? Just go to bodybeauty.com. Oh, got it. Okay. Yep, I see. And uh, there's a link in the article. Okay. And it says it's brightening and rejuvenated. It will alleviate dullness, leaving your skin plump, hydrated, and radiant looking. Oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. And then the um, calf, or the slap it butt sheet mask Thank you. claims to retexturize and detoxify, which we know is a load of hooey. Made with caffeine to retexturize and detoxify your skin. You're basically drinking coffee out your butt. <laughs> this is hilarious. These are funny, though. I, You know what? This is what I think when I see this. Why didn't I think of this? Yeah, well, it's like those stickers. Remember those stickers that yes. people were wearing? It's about as ludicrous. So anyway, page six, nice try. I'm not falling for your butt mask. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Everybody should go to bodybeauty.com and see these butt masks on $9, on flush it down the toilet, because that's about where it belongs. Exactly. <sighs> Do you want to know who my D-bag is? Yes. Madonna. Oh, God, Madonna, what's she doing now? Madonna, Madonna. Okay, I'm going to read you. Okay, so first of all, she posted on her Instagram um, a screenshot of a story from a publication that says, world leaders, Madonna, raise more than $8 billion for COVID-19 vaccine fight. Well, that seems, you know, nice. I appreciate that Madonna is very excited that she is noted next to world leaders. Madonna raised more than $8 yeah, it's like billion. World leaders and, and Madonna. Madonna. Um, but then she captions it as follows. And I think we have some conversing to do around this. So remember last week, the news was Madonna had tested positive for the antibodies for COVID-19. Yes. yes. And she was, uh, the way she wanted to celebrate that was by going outside, opening up her windows and huffing that COVID air. Whatever that means. And then she had a party. Which was rude. She writes the following in her caption. I am grateful that I can be a part of supporting research to find the cure for COVID-19. And just to clear things up for people who would rather believe sensationalist headlines than do their own research about the nature of this virus. I am not currently sick. When you test positive for antibodies, it means you had the virus, which I clearly did as I was sick at the end of my tour in Paris over seven weeks ago, along with many other artists in my show. But at that time, we thought we had a very bad flu. Thank God we are all healthy and well now. Hope that clears things up for the bandwagon jumpers. Knowledge is power. Hashtag COVID-19. What, who are bandwagon jumpers? 
I don't know. I don't know who she's preaching to, but what I do know is this. Did when she was canceling all of those shows, did we was it because she was sick? No, she had some sort of like knee issue or something. I right? thought that's what the or technical issues. I feel like there were like six other yeah. excuses they were given. Well, and those excuses started in the United States before her European tour uh, ever started because she actually canceled her last right? um, engagements here. So I felt like maybe this is some sort of weird revisionist history, right? Well, yeah, it does peel back the layers. I mean, I don't know what the other issues were or if, I mean, clearly her tour had issues in this country before COVID was ever a thing. But um, you'd have to say that her tour was affected in um, her, it was her Paris leg, right? Yes, it was <laughs> her got Paris one leg. leg. Hey, look at my Paris, Paris leg. leg. Yeah, so that was clearly, I don't remember what the excuse was, but clearly it was COVID-19. Apparently. Holly, do you remember what she was... Are there any blind items or memories that you have? Well, here's the thing about the blind item memories. I mean, I'll roll that beautiful bean footage. Blinded by the item. Because I don't think we've talked a lot about Madonna blind items here Uh on the Colleen and Bradley show, or at least on the air. And I will tell you what NT Lawyer believes to be the issue here. Thank you. NT Lawyer believes that Madonna's issue is maybe the fact that all of this behavior that she has been exhibiting, all of the issues and the problems that have been happening during her Madam X tour were because, well, Madonna might be mm, ingesting things that perhaps alter her state. Well, and he did have, you'll remember, he had a bunch of blind items about how ticket sales were way down and that was driving a lot of the cancellations. Exactly. So on one hand, N.T. Lawyer was saying that Madonna was canceling a lot of these Madam X tours because of low ticket sales and that Madonna was conveniently using her knee issues and being in pain as being the reason to cancel these. Now, the pain could also be true, but then NT Lawyer also alludes to the fact in these blind items that Madonna could be um, self-medicating to a point that it's not beneficial anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Madonna. Madonna. We're Madonna. worried about you, Madonna. Madonna. Come back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Don't go I to don't space with Tom Cruise. Okay. I, you know, I do wonder... No, if I'm not going to get into it. I do... No. I do wonder how many people actually had COVID-19 before we knew that COVID-19 was COVID-19. Um, probably more than we think. Right. Yeah. That's all. That's I mean, all science I say. says that, actually. It's not right. a conspiracy theory at this point. There are people, especially even in the state of Minnesota, who had it a lot earlier than we thought. Exactly. So I just, Google it. I definitely am curious about it. But, I, but with Madonna, this storyline, the thing I just can't get on board with is that she didn't I don't even remember the headlines being that her she and her dancers were sick with the flu, which is what no, she says in that. that caption. Yeah, we never heard we that. all thought or it was just a really bad attention. flu. Yeah. So I just am wondering if that what where the truth is in that. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are checking in with uh, some of our my talk partners and finding out how their business has adjusted during this time of pandemic. And uh, we will be checking in with one of those partners from Animal Emergency and Referral Center after this on My Talk 1071. 
Uh, I'm glad you're still open. Open, open. Helping support our local businesses through the coronavirus crisis. We are open for business. This is open for business. Still open, yeah? Yeah. On My Talk 1071. Well, here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, we have been checking in periodically with some of the My Talk 1071 partners who uh, are navigating this time of pandemic in the same way that we are right here at the radio station, making, uh, taking different measures, et cetera. And today on the line, we have Dr. Frank Schwartzel uh, from Animal Emergency and Referral Center of Minnesota. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. So, you know, the, our animals are like family members. And uh, when, you know, even in this time of pandemic, they have medical needs as well. How are you helping meet the needs of animal owners uh, when they're finding themselves in a, a place of emergency with their animals? Well, um, we've we've remained open the, the entire time um, for emergency service, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, just running a little bit differently um, as far as when owners get to our hospital, um, we're having them call in to us, and rather than having having them come into the building, we're coming out to them. Um, our triage assistants come out, assess the pets, and, and bring them inside. And then we're conducting most of the conversations with the owners by phone. So typically, probably pe- uh, people are hanging out in the parking lot while the exams are going on, and then they're getting a phone call and walking through the different um, parts of, of the exam? And it, it's certainly a little bit more of a challenge. Um, I would say, you know, I, I take uh, a, a lot of um, personal pride and connecting with owners and building the trust because it's really important for an owner to trust us and for us to trust an owner to follow through with, with treatments at home. Um, I thought it'd be quite difficult to do that over the phone rather than in the exam room. But um, I've, I've found that, that it's working quite well. Well, you know, and, and, you know, as animal owners ourselves, we all understand that, um, you know, animals also can sense the tension and the difference, the change in our behaviors. Uh, and so you don't really want to be placing undue stress on the animals. So they are having some normalcy just in terms of how they're able to see um, the veterinarians and specialists. And then the owners, of course, want to know what is happening with their own pets. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Yes. And, and um, we're doing our best to um, also the, the pets that are hospitalized for longer term care for, for a day or, or 12 hours or what have you. Um, when we can, we're sending photos to them if possible and, and trying to keep that connection with their, with their pets so they know what's going on as well. Mm. So, Frank, um, in this moment, have you noticed any different sort of, um, you know, conditions or circumstances? Because I imagine in addition to dealing with, you know, sort of the biological and physical ailments that pop up, there are also some psychological uh, conditions that are exacerbated exacerbated in this moment by COVID-19. Have you noticed any sort of, um, you know, behavioral issues increasing during this time? Um, I, I wouldn't say necessarily any any huge uptick in, in behavioral issues. And in many ways, I, I would 
I would say a lot of cats and dogs are probably happy to have their owners home more often. Sure. Um, uh, there are uh, cats that, that um, will develop some urinary issues related to stress, and maybe we've seen a little bit more of an up, uptick in that. Um, I think I've seen an uptick in that at my house with my cats. <laughs> <laughs> so, noted. Um, and you you have many, many locations of Animal Emergency Referral Center, correct? Well, we... We have two locations. Okay. Um, we have one um, quite large clinic, um, over uh, twenty-five thousand square feet in Oakdale, um, and that's that's where we um, we have an emergency service. But we also have all of our specialty services um, working out of that location. So, um, cardiology, dermatology, surgery, internal medicine. Um, oncology, um, all those services all working together out of that large clinic. Um, and then um, we have a, a smaller clinic in St. Paul that's um, probably about one-seventh of the size or so um, that houses also emergency service there um, and our avian and exotic um, medicine service primarily works out of that clinic, although they've also done some work out of our Oakdale facility. Um, that, that facility is temporarily closed. Um, we anticipating it open opening somewhat um, soon this summer, um, just temporarily closed so that uh, we can work on our um, uh, staffing at our Oakdale location with the curbside service we're doing. It's uh, taking a little bit more staffing to run that. And as we've worked through that, we're, we're finding we'll probably be able to open our St. Paul Clinic somewhat soon. So, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead, Brad. Um, I was just going to say, Frank, um, if you have never been to Animal Emergency and Referral Center before, um, are you taking new patients right now? So, well, yes. And, and um, initially, at the very beginning of this, we were um, uh, our specialists, um, our, again, like our cardiology service, for an example, um, we're not seeing any new appointments. They were only consulting with the emergency service if a patient came in with a heart condition um, that that wasn't stable. Um, since the the executive order has changed this somewhat through the governor, um, and now they're starting to see appointments again. So, so our specialists are seeing new appointments, and the emergency service is always open to anyone, anytime. You know, I'm glad you said that because what I was just thinking is I have seen, I cannot even tell you how many people have thought, well, we're home right now. This is the best time to get a new pet because we're home. We can do the training. You know, we can get used to each other. All the things that you do when you have a new pet in the home, it's it seems to be that people are excited about being home in order to enjoy that new pet. And so, uh, you know, do you have any thoughts or advice for people who are just starting out maybe for the first time with a pet uh, in their home right now? Um, you know, a couple things, I, I guess. Uh, we, we do on our um, Facebook page um, have a few different videos um, uh, going over different types of things as far as behavioral things and training new pets. Um, I'm not the best with behavior. If you met my golden retriever, you would know that. <laughs> um, but, but there's other staff here that is great um, as far as behavioral issues go. And then from a medical standpoint, um, it is a little bit difficult, um, at least in the past month. Um, it's probably opening up a bit more. But as far as getting your new pet in with um, a new veterinarian, if you didn't have one, you might have trouble finding finding a, a vet that was taking 
um, new patients. Um, yeah. I think that's probably going to be changing, and you'll be able to get your your vaccines and things like that. Um, if you have an urgent matter that comes up as soon as you get your pet, unfortunately that sometimes happens. Um, maybe their gastrointestinal tract doesn't like a change in diet. Um, you certainly can can come to our emergency service, um, and, and we can evaluate your pet and, and hopefully get things going back on track. Um, certainly, if you already have a veterinarian, call them first. Um, they may very well be able to get you in um, pretty quickly. Good deal. I was going to just ask how, if um, you do want to call and get in touch with Animal Emergency and Referral Center, what's the easiest way to connect at this moment? The, the best way to, to connect is by phone. Um, and I, unfortunately, I don't have our phone number in front of me right now. I need to pull that up in a second. But the best way is by phone. Um, we, we also do take messages either through Facebook or um, our website, too. Um, but I would say a phone call is the best. Um, our phone number is 651-501-3766. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us today, Dr. Frank Swartzel from Animal Emergency and Referral Center. And thank you for, for joining us and letting us know how you are accommodating sort of the new world as we live in it right now and how you're keeping animals healthy and safe. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. That was Dr. Frank Swartzel as part of our Open for Business uh, here at MyTalk 107.1. We are checking in with some of our MyTalk partners to hear how they're accommodating some of the new regulations uh, and how they're navigating this time of pandemic, which we are all finding ourselves in right now, having to kind of learn new ways of doing our jobs. And it is good to know, of course, that they have... Uh, they have figured out ways to make sure that your animals can continue to be safe and be seen and be um, tended to when they're having health emergencies, et cetera. Yeah, I just had we just did uh, um, a checkup just the other day and it went, you know, super smooth. They have a process in place. So, yeah, uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. OK. I cannot wait to hear, Bradley, what you learned in this interview with Mama D. That would be Dina Lohan. Indeed. I can't wait. You'll tell me all about it after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 